Hey man. What's up? Oh, have you, uh, have you ever heard of Nellie Bly? Ne- that's, that's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, this is Nelly a different, Bly. A I different would also Nelly. just go by Nellie. If my last name was Bly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, you might know her as Elizabeth Cochran Seaman or Elizabeth Jane Cochran. Both are our names that she had throughout both her those life. names sound like she survived the Titanic sinking. I don't know who we're talking about actually very close. Um, <laughs> same when did the Titanic sink 1912. Do you just have that memorized? I was there. <laughs> what uh, what day of the week it was, was a Wednesday? That? Really? Mm-hmm. Let's see April 15 1912. Oh, yeah, you're right. April 15 1912 day of the week. Ah, uh, Monday. Mm. Well, <laughs> it was before the great time change. <laughs> I was frozen, right? So, yeah, it's okay. And we all know that I'm gonna screenshot it <laughs> with no context, eating nothing <laughs> but the meat from the sharks that she kills. Her head's just like ninety percent forehead, and then get naked, and paint yourself <laughs> green. <laughs> Mine's got a lot more worse stuff in it though, because you're you're a bad person. <laughs> Things I learned last night. Uh, Nelly Bly. Uh, we'll call her by her how name. How do we go? Call her by her how do we go from Elizabeth? Elizabeth Cochran. Jane. Elizabeth Cochran. Okay. That's her birth name. Um, here's, we'll, we'll uh, bury the lead a little bit. Uh, this is her now. Uh, we're going to spend some time. <laughs> we're going to, it's a, the, here's the a picture. Girl puzzle? Yeah, this is a picture of a giant statue of her head uh, next to a smaller statue of her head. Uh, I wouldn't say head. It is the <laughs> just statue face. of basically just her face. Just the and face part. Some, some of her forehead. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's like they wanted to do a full bust, you yeah. know, but then they were like, let's just do the front part of it. Well, and then is they, that they also went bust the smaller version? I know. Yeah, it's right next. There's a tiny one right next to her uh, right, I, like on it, the plaque. The small side, the small thing is what you would put in like, like a museum to be yeah. like the real ones down on, you know, this street <laughs> and instead <laughs> They put it right next to it. I don't understand why they. I really don't understand why they did that. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but uh, to describe this picture, it's an island. This is actually in New York City. Um, there's a little island with a lighthouse behind her, and then, I mean, this has got to be a 10, 15 foot tall. Sure. Statue of her face, and it says the girl puzzle. Nellie Bly. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna explain this whole thing to you, and you're still not gonna understand why it says the girl puzzle. Okay, because you're looking at it right now. You also were like a little bit like I don't know puzzled. why it says that <laughs> the girl puzzle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's a pic- here's another picture of her with AirPods as big as her head. Uh, why? Just, why? I don't know, let's get up and Google images. <laughs> this is a picture of her. <laughs> uh, this is a picture it's, for for yeah for audio listeners. It's just a black and white photo, like a you know like a, what you'd see in 1915. Yeah, uh, and someone just poorly, Pretty poorly photoshopped. photoshopped gigantic AirPods. The proportions are way off. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the AirPods reach from ear to. It'd be like jaw. if you were teaching a seventh grader how to do Photoshop. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty accurate. And like yeah. this was just their first pass. You and know? those AirPods are just destroying her ears. Those are they yeah. have to drill a hole in her head. I'll tell you to what, fit those she's in. puzzled. 
<laughs> by the earbuds. Uh, she's 27 in this picture. Can you oh, believe that? No way. Yeah, can you believe that? Did 27 year olds just used to look like that. What do you mean? Like she looks 11 years old. I know she does. Is that it? Isn't that a thing? Is that an indictment of us? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like we're 28. Yeah, we look stressed and we look <laughs> bad. <laughs> Compared to her, yeah. Uh, here's the. She looks like is, Millie Bobby Brown in like the beginning of Stranger Things. She actually really does. <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. <laughs> this was Millie Bob- Bobby Brown in a past life, well, and it kind of checks out. Um, it, but here's the thing. Uh, have you heard this lately? Of like people who are like, don't point at me like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Have you heard this lately? Why How many you, figures why am you I allowed to that? point at you? Four. <laughs> <laughs> we all saw that, right? <laughs> we all saw it. That's all right. <laughs> and we all know that I'm going to screenshot it <laughs> with no context. God dang it. <laughs> okay, uh, no, but have you heard people talking about that where it's like, um, like adults or Teenagers in the eighties, nineties, seventies, sixties, fifties looked older than teenagers do now. Yes. Have you heard that? Yeah. Is that true? Do you think that's true? I watched. I watched um, one of those TikToks where they play the Simple Plan song and then they show and they like, do the like high the high school. Two thousand nine or this whatever. This is a high school from. I know you commented on it. You commented and said, "Wow, plaid shorts is a bad call." It yeah. came up on mine and I was in the comments, I, and yours it, was the top comment. It came up on Isaiah's, and he commented on that comment, and he was like, "Yeah, I was. Ju- we told you." I, I, yeah. I said someone should have told us, and he was like, "Yeah, we, like, we, we told did. You. We told you." Somebody <laughs> told me too. They were like, "Hey, come on, man, cut it out." The plaid shorts were sick, bro. Yeah. Man, I didn't have any <laughs> sense of style. I uh, holy cow, dude! If I can go yeah. back, I would be more stylish. <laughs> no, I said no. Yeah, dude, no. I was wearing black with brown shorts sometimes. Yeah, but you know, style just, then was weird. It was, it was, it was all a bad time. We were all just having a bad time. Yeah. Um, I don't, but I will say, when you're experiencing it and living it, you obviously feel like, oh, we're older, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. I would say I disagree, though. Because the the style of clothing that even the popular kids wore wasn't like adult clothes. Does that make sense? Like the popular kids weren't dressing like twenty seven year old. Like there are high schoolers who post these TikToks dressed like the people downtown on the weekends, and that wasn't the same. That is true. That is true. But I think even just like. I don't know something about the average '90s high school kid. Sure, like they just almost like their features looked older, like their head. I bet that was the radioactivity in our cereal that changed okay. us. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Natalie Bly. Uh, no, uh, Elizabeth Cochran. At this point, she's sure. not Bly yet. What year are we in? Uh, 1864. She was born May 5th, 1864 in a town called Cochran's Mills, uh, which uh, that was her last name. Her dad owned the town. Uh, uh, Very wealthy. Yeah, she came from a. That's why she looked young, dude. Fair. She's wealthy, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I, we look like this because we're poor. She wasn't uh, at the at the time of that photo. No, because because here's what happened. So her dad, her dad had two wives. Um, she was the last daughter and the second wife. 
He okay. had 10 children with his first wife and then five more. That's what people did in the 1800s. His second wife. They so she, had kids. She was daughter number 13. Um, Jeez. Yeah. And so Cochran's Mills was just them. The whole town was just. <laughs> yeah, them. that makes sense. Uh, it's now it's now a part of uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, it's been swallowed by Pittsburgh. Um, like happens to so many people. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, she so she grew up on the farm and then after, when she became an adult, her family passed away. Um, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> No, one by <laughs> one. <laughs> no one knew why. She had to watch him. <laughs> no, her parents passed away. She was on her own and she she got a job working as like a housemaid, right? She was on her own, had like fifteen siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I, she do? was just entrepreneurial. That's, I mean, that is the time when people just did the whole carry a stick with a bag on the end of it and just look at their mom and dad and they go, I'm leaving. And they're like, We'll never see you again. <laughs> and they just and left. That's true. That's true. You never saw them again. Yeah, you didn't know if they existed anymore. That's wild. That is pretty crazy. Anyways, so she so she left um, and she became like a housemaid. Um, and one day, when she was in her early twenties, uh, there was a local um, Pittsburgh newspaper that released like an editorial article, uh, basically from a dude. And this is eighteen eighties at the time. Yep. And it's from a guy who's basically the roaring eighties. The roaring eighties. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they uh, the things happening. This Stranger Things. Um, so uh, basically, this article was all about how women, their places, the kitchen, and the house. And I think there was a direct quote that women are supposed to be um, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, uh, which is a really weird. Uh, that was in the eighteen eighties <laughs> article. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. and she was very offended by this because that was something that was said pretty often at Evangel. Still though. <laughs> Barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Not a joke. I, I mean, you've not heard that. I grew up Baptist, dude. They I've never straight heard up still joke. They they still joke like that. I've never heard that set together like that. Like I've heard the sentiment. I have, but I haven't heard. I've heard. Yeah, barefoot, barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen. Bar- yep. That's crazy. But yeah, so that, that was in there, um, dude. I grew up Baptist, man. <clears throat> they don't yeah, like well, um, uh, people, women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, and so she was very offended. Well, by people it. too; they don't think women are people, <laughs> so it's like, ah, you okay, know, it's like, ah, I see where, I you see know, it's all whole thing. So she wrote, uh, 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 I don't know what the a technical, response. I, I don't know what the technical term is for it, a clap back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she wrote a letter to the editor, um, and he got it and was like, "Wow, this is really well written," um, and was very surprised for a dumb by woman. <laughs> So he actually wait. Is that why she had to go by Nelly? Was because she became a writer, and then like they were like, "Ew, women." Well, no. Oh, okay. Yes, but no. Okay. Yes, but also not for that reason. But that is her writing name. That is her writing name. Gotcha. She did get. She did adopt that, but not because of that. Okay. A different, um, equally. We'll uh, get there. Bad reason. Uh, Anyways, uh, so. the editor read it and was like, "She wrote good. Uh, <laughs> get her up on the telegraph." <laughs> oh, you got me. Uh, and so, well, sweet darling, <laughs> she wrote good. <laughs> so they called her up and were like, "What if you wrote more stuff for us?" Um, but they were like, "But only girl stuff." And so she was. So she was 
hired to write gossip and uh, yeah. gardening and fashion articles. Um, and so she was excited to be in a career writing because it was more enjoyable to her than sure. being like a, a housemaid. But uh, it wasn't what she wanted. She did not want to be writing. I thought that yesterday I was a, uh, stuff. the TV was on the it was on ESPN and they had a, a woman anchor on there and they were ranking uh, Steph Curry's haircuts. And I was like, this is the most and they I that's weird. I was like, she's worked really hard for her career in in sports broadcasting and she's on ESPN right now yeah. and she's ranking Steph Curry's haircuts. Yeah, I was like, little, come on. Yeah, that's how did that annoying. get? How did that get by? Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I, I even saw it and I was like, oh, dude, it's 2023, dude. <laughs> that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's pretty rough, um, but she was barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> But thankfully, they didn't give her shoes. <laughs> and they, they they filmed it in her kitchen. The show could give her so shoes. The show could give her shoes. <laughs> uh, no, so she got this job. It was for a newspaper called the Pittsburgh Dispatch. Okay. Um, and she was there for a couple of years, and she was constantly, oh, this is this explains a lot. <laughs> was her article called the girl puzzle? Yeah, her column was the girl puzzle. Oh. Uh, so that explains a lot. I was going to guess that actually. I was going to guess. Oh, she wrote something called the girl puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I totally just that was such a minute detail in my research. When I found this picture, I forgot about it. But yeah, so they made a statue in in honor of the job that she was least proud of. So that's that's pretty great. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so was she going by Nellie Bly? Yeah, so the the way that um, in this era of newspapers, a couple of things were a little strange. One, most newspaper articles didn't even have a byline, um, so you didn't know who wrote the article. You just knew it was a Pittsburgh dish batch. Yeah, it takes article. way too much ink. Yeah, <laughs> too much ink to tell them who wrote this. Tell them the newspaper wrote it. Uh, just say the newspaper <laughs> did it. Uh, but another thing was especially um, for women, for whatever reason, they always use pen names. If they ever got a byline, they did not use their real name. They used a pen name. Um, and so the editor of the newspaper uh, was like, you know what you're and I don't know why um, he chose this, but oh, he, he said, chose her pen name. Yeah, he said, you know what your pen name should be. It should be Nellie Bly because that is the main character in a song by a guy named Stephen Foster that he really liked. And so he named her Nellie Bly. She's like, can I put a, what, uh, <laughs> what's your name gal? Uh, it's Elizabeth Cochran. Ah! <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Let's go with Nellie Bly. Nellie Bly. And the best I just imagine. <laughs> I know it's a different era, but I imagine the the <laughs> Spider Man. You know, like that. Ah! Ah! I don't like it. Nellie Bly. Nellie Bly. Cigar and yep. you know. Yep. Uh, honestly, you're probably right. That's probably why all the women went by pen names. This is the, the editor like, just like I don't like that name. Uh, you got a dumb name. We're changing that. It reminds name. me that you're married. <laughs> Uh, the best part about it is he misspelled Nellie Bly. Um, it was named after the character in the song, and which is spelled with a Y, and he spelled it with an IE. Um, but they printed it, and then he noticed it when they printed it. And he's and like, he's well, like oh, can't change it now. So, um, yeah, so she became Nellie Bly. She wrote this girl puzzle column for a little while, and she kept asking for more serious articles because she really believed that. Um, so you're telling me that in the 1880s, there was a girl code? 
<laughs> I like it was just guess. her being like, listen, if that guy comes over to your house and he's only got one horse and not two, you dump him <laughs> to the curb. I mean, I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, was it a gossip column for her town of relatives? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is Pittsburgh now. Now she's in the real Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So she moved. Uh, she got a big, a big time job in Pittsburgh, okay. Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, her. She kept demanding more serious articles. Finally, after a couple of years of trying to get onto some serious stuff, she talked to the editor into letting her write an article about the treatment of working women in a local factory in Pittsburgh. And so she did that and wrote this expose on it. And the factory was mad, and they called the newspaper. <laughs> they were like, and we're like, "Hey, who's hey, Nellie Bly? <laughs> yeah, hey, we treat our women great. Stop it!" Yeah. And uh, so she got. Can we talk to any of them? No. Yeah. No. They're busy working. <laughs> no, we took their mouths. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, no. So. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the chest in my office. Oh, it's full of our workers' mouths. <laughs> all of them, we take them all. <laughs> you can't talk back if you no. don't have a mouth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so she got in trouble for exposing the factory. Sure. And she got relegated back to her little little uh, girl puzzle column. Um, okay. Until one day she. Uh, was like, hey, what if I don't expose like a local company that you're getting like ad revenue from? What if instead I I expose the country of Mexico? And they were like, that's great. And so <clears throat> there this guy was really was just a stereotype, wasn't he? He's like, <laughs> well, if there's anything I hate, it's women and foreigners. <laughs> uh, so she she had found out that there was. Um, local journalists that were getting imprisoned by the Mexican government under oh, sure. a dictator there. And so she went and she lived um, for a year and a half reporting on the lives and customs of the Mexican people and what the Mexican government was doing to reporters in Mexico. And that went really well. Um, and so she came back and she was all excited to be able to start to do more journalism. And she was like, like oh my gosh, I just spent two years in a, in a foreign country sending correspondence and updates on news happenings. Like, surely, what's my next piece? And he's like, yeah, there's a new makeup line out that uh, we need you to write an article about, but don't talk about their workers. <laughs> don't mention the factory. <laughs> Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Things I Learned Last Night. Uh, if you like this and you want to check out other episodes, please go through our back catalog. There is literally like a hundred and something episodes you can go check out. One of my favorites is Stanley Meyer, a guy who allegedly invented a water-powered vehicle and then took that invention everywhere and then mysteriously died. So we go through the whole theories of what could have happened to him or like why his idea was plausible, not plausible. Really great episode. But other than that, thank you so much for being here and checking out this one. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. 
And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L. In at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30 day money back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, one of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. And that means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, we deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, uh, and then that can start to affect us negatively, it can weigh us down, but therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down, because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, that's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets, lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, so that's exactly what happened. They get back and she gets pushed back into her little girl puzzle. Um, her little girl <laughs> puzzle. Every time we talk about it, it makes it worse. Her stupid little irrelevant. No one, no one even read it. Um, they printed an invisible ink, and uh, so she gets fired up in 1887, and she just pieces out, leaves the Pittsburgh Dispatch, and leaves Pittsburgh in general, and goes to New York City, the city of lights, <laughs> big city, and yeah. uh, says, "There's got to be." a newspaper in here that will take me and she has an idea. She says, I want to expose. There was a a infamously bad insane asylum uh, in um, New York City on an island called uh, uh, Blackwell's Island. Uh, So, I mean, it's just in the name. It's going to be a sketchy asylum. Yeah, Uh, it's also the 1880s. So we know for a fact that it's a sketchy asylum just just the year. And so she's like, I want to expose them. Uh, I've been in the 1880s. Expose. Yeah, did you? What day was it? <laughs> well, it was sort of our city, you know? Been there a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and what she did is she said she basically mm. went from newspaper to newspaper and walked on the floor and found the editor and said, here's my idea. I want to expose Blackwell's Island. Will you pay for me to do it? 
And door after door, they were like, no, <laughs> like we're not going to know. Okay. And so, and she was like bringing like records of her writings and like yeah. the articles from her trip in Mexico, her articles on the factory. And one fateful day, uh, <laughs> she was in uh, let me let me Buzzfeed make, headquarters New York World newspaper, which is uh, was a run by a publisher known as Joseph Pulitzer. I don't know if you've heard of that name. Oh, um, a pretty big deal in the news world. Uh, they named a prize after him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the bottom of your cracker what do you jacks think, <laughs> a prize would be named after you for. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Someone won the stone prize. The stone prize. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything impressive. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Ow, that hurt. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Pulitzer. So, so Pulitzer. Yeah, Pulitzer Prize. Uh, so. Sh- uh, he was like, hey, that's, like, interesting. Shot, that's goes, interesting. That's an interesting story. <clears throat> yeah. So he's like, he's like, that's an interesting idea. He said, how are you going to do it? And she said, well, she's like, I need to be able to figure out how oh, to I thought that he was going to turn like her that. away and then he went and wrote it. <laughs> well, what he's what he said, he said, this is perfect. He said, here's what you need to do. He said, you need to convince the city of New York that you're insane. Oh, I was just going to say that. infiltrate the prison. Yeah. Get committed. Uh, and he said, go by the name uh, Nellie Brown. And he said, that's how I'll get you out. I'll come and I'll, uh, 10 days after you get committed, I'll come and I'll be like, hey, I need Nellie Brown. She's not actually crazy. We're writing an article. And, <laughs> and that like, is <laughs> so much faith to put in somebody. Like you've gone to business to business to business, right? Let's say, you know, you've gone through interview after interview. Your LinkedIn profile is getting, you're like, oh man. You've updated your resume. You go everywhere and you go, "Hey, I need a job." And someone goes, "Okay, I got an here's idea. what we're gonna do. You're gonna go spend ten days <laughs> in a place that's rumored to be pretty rough. And at the end of that ten days, I am gonna come ask for you <laughs> by a different name, and we're gonna get you rescued. And then after that, you're hired." <laughs> Yeah, can I just write it. a cover letter? <laughs> <laughs> we got to know what you're capable of there, Nelly. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> All right. And so she goes. How uh, do you convince the state, like the, the city of New York City, that you're crazy? You got to land on the tallest building and then get naked and paint <laughs> yourself <laughs> green. <laughs> Uh, so she uh, she went and she found a uh, local women's boarding home. Okay, uh, and she got a room there, and she just convinced everyone there that she was insane. Uh, and so she just I don't know what? was loud and obnoxious. Hi, and I'm insane. <laughs> Hi, I'm crazy. <laughs> um, okay, I guess just got on everyone's nerves until eventually they called the police and were like, "This lady's <laughs> insane. You need to put her in the hospital." <laughs> Like, there's not a lot of description. Of Imagine how, she did how it. annoying you gotta be, though, <laughs> to get the cops called on you. You know, there's this new girl in my boarding house that I really want to get locked up. <laughs> uh, so, I'm trying to think of what I could do. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so she goes and she's in there for a, a couple weeks. 
finally gets the police called the police do the wellness check and they say, yeah, you need to see a doctor and she has two doctors that examine her and both of them say that she is insane beyond repair and needs to be committed to Blackwell's Island. Um, and so she says in and her she's articles, like, she's like, I'm crazy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I need to go to Blackwell's Island. <laughs> You know, like how do you send me to Blackwell's Island? What if she does all that and they send her somewhere else? You know, like they, they, they send her to the wrong because you got no way of notifying Pulitzer. You know, you got no way of telling him that you didn't get in. Pulitzer shows up and he's he like, shows up oh, here for Nellie Brown. She didn't take the and job. And they go, "There's no one by that name here." Are you guards? Crazy? Get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, she's wrote in her article that this experience getting examined by these doctors made her was, lose faith in the medical system because she's like, oh, she's like, I was I'm not an actor. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing and I convinced these doctors very easily that ah, I should be put away for yeah, life. Yeah, but it's the 1880s dude. <laughs> I mean like what do you think people were more global back then. No, I just think medicine was dumb. You know, that's fair. That is fair. And I, I it's going to be crazy to me. I think about this sometimes too, that in a hundred years, we'll think our current medicine is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's um, true. But I mean like, yeah, even in the most advanced things in the 1880s, we're still very, they were just figuring some stuff out, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so she, uh, it worked. She got committed. Yeah, uh, and she spent ten days there, and Pulitzer did show back up, and <laughs> so God. she wrote the article. And in the article she talked about her experience, that it was terrible. Um, they did, they didn't give them blankets; they were sleeping in the cold. Um, they gave them cold baths every day, and the nurses would scrub them with a sponge to the point where their skin and was she's like got to stay in character the whole time too. Well, I mean, imagine said, what was oh. interesting is she said that she once she was in, she started acting normal, and they thought she was crazier because she was acting normal. Um, and she noticed that while she was in there, that there are a lot of people that were committed to this insane asylum that were pretty normal. <clears throat> yeah, and she actually noted that there was a a, a so, pretty large population of women in there who just spoke German, and the doctors couldn't understand them, so they assumed that they were crazy. Like <laughs> that was all. That was what <laughs> they were just like. We don't know what they're saying. They are clear. They're just speaking Look, gibberish. They're crazy. I don't understand. <laughs> Is that <laughs> you don't understand the concept of a different language? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and look, oh, look, the two idiots understand each other. Look at that. They're having a little conversation. Oh, that's what I'm saying is that the, like, you're like, oh, really? You think it was pretty primitive? Yeah, dude, they didn't know freaking and they're like nine. Oh, language. get out of here, dude. That's a number. What are you talking? Were you yelling nine at me for? And so imagine you go to another country, right? You get there. They can't you're, understand a word you're saying. And then for the next three years of your life, you're just taking cold baths. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. And you're like, this country sucks. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty accurate to what happened. There. And well, and what that does too is that like, so you're saying like if anybody did improve in there, like just by acting normal, they were yeah. like, yeah, you're crazier like, you're, than you when you came you're in even crazier now. Like, yeah. Oh, it man. was a mess. It was a mess. And so See, she wrote, your biggest fear is getting like, oh, I'm so afraid of falsely accused of stuff. Yeah, so scared. You know, what my biggest fear is what is, uh, you know, some kind of uh, crazy spine injury or something mm, that yeah. leaves me where I'm like, I can't move my body. 
and like I can't speak. And so you start talking to me like, Hey, Jaren. Yeah. Uh, and inside, I'm like, I'm freaking here. I, like my, I know what's going on. My brain on. fully functions, but yeah. I'm in there just like. But your body can't. And there's no anything. way yeah. for me to tell you. Yeah, that's rough. That's, that's my that's biggest a rough, fear. Yeah, that's a very rough scenario. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I get a spine injury and suddenly I'm speaking German. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> He's crazy, dude. You know, that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, not speaking. Of, well, no, it, there's a there is a brain injury. I don't know. Uh, no, it's a real thing. It's seriously a real thing. I know you're it's a Tom Segura bit. That yeah, you, that's why you know about it. Yeah, yeah I think where you're you right. start talking with a different accent. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. You're right. Anyways, okay, um, so <laughs> she writes the article <laughs> and uh, it is it, a funny. Bit. It was a massive hit like nationwide hit. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and they're like, dude, look, they let a crazy person write an article <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it made her famous and it also uh, had a unexpected effect of absolutely reforming the insane asylum and most insane asylums. Um, so funding in the state of New York or in the city of New York uh, immediately after this, they put a million dollars into their oh uh, mental health organizations. Uh, which at the time was a million dollars. Now it's worth like twenty five million. And they're like, investment. "Yeah, get them hot water." <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But give them a blanket. Give them hot water. And if they speak a different language, maybe they don't need to be there. Like if it's if that's all they're in there for, <laughs> maybe they don't need. Okay. It. And so uh, it, the people who were there, they said the day Nelly left, everything changed, um, which is interesting. And so she, uh, I don't think I don't know if she expected to have as much of an impact on the system as much as she did sure. as quickly as she did. Yeah. Um, and so uh, massive change overnight. And she also became very famous and Pulitzer was obviously excited about it because you know, it's his paper. He's like, oh yes, yeah, is great for me. And so he's like, um, what are you going to do next? He's like, I'm going to give you a prize. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started. He did that to all his favorite. He's like, She's like can, can I have a, a job? No, better. <laughs> And so this launched this launched a whole new. It, this had been around before. She sure. kind of claimed that she invented it, but uh, this launched this really launched a new era of what's called as stunt uh, journalism or detective reporting, um, which is a little uh, a gray area in ethics. I think yeah, nowadays, where she like infiltrated and like kind of yeah 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 yeah. I, nowadays, I think most uh, most publications most, won't allow it. Yeah, yeah, they they call it unethical because you're looking for the truth, and to get to the truth, you're lying. Um, uh, saying I'm an insane person and then exposing people uh, off of that. So, I mean, she got to the truth, but anyways, so this became a big deal. Uh, a lot, a lot of newspapers for the next 10 years or so were doing, we're doing stunt, this stunt journalism, yeah. expose things. And you never, you never know. Yeah. You know, yeah. When the person you're talking to <clears throat> could be writing an expose on you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're looking at me like you're writing an expose on me. <laughs> Quick, who can write it first? <laughs> you released yours the day before I was supposed to release mine. Goodness, man. Exposed. Mine's got a lot more worse stuff in it though because you're you're a bad person. <laughs> like, and they don't know oh, that yet. That's what my prize will be. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. 
So she started. Did she do another stunt journalist? Yeah, piece? she started doing a bunch of these pieces where she was uh, putting on fake mustaches. Yeah, and infiltrating like, factories and businesses and all this different stuff, exposing how bad they were. Right, and she was famous for it. So she was um, uh, one of the only uh, authors, uh, newspaper art- article authors, ever, like male or female, in that era, even to this day, who would in the headline have her name. Um, it wasn't in a byline. It was Nellie Bly investigated, infiltrated yeah. General Mills or something like that because um, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, General Mills. Nellie Bly. Yeah, I've just assumed they're around then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nellie Bly meets Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, and th- sure. that was the and people will be like, oh, it's Nellie Bly again. I'm going to read what she did this time. It was exciting for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she so was the Borat of their time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. No, I get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she did a bunch of this and then uh, she came to Pulitzer with this idea and this is an idea that Pulitzer didn't get behind um, because she said, hey, it is now 1888, been a year um, of her giant success, right? Um, and so she comes to Pulitzer. She said, Here, here's what I want to do. She said, you know that book, that really big book? The, <laughs> the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know that book? No, uh, Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days uh, sure. had come out uh, a little over 10 years before this, and it was a huge hit, right? And she said, what if I did that? What if I went around the world in 80 days? Nobody's done it. Like they wrote it in the book and the guy achieved it in 80 days in the book. He said, what if she's like, what if I beat that? What if I got it in less than 80 days? And Pulitzer was like, there's no way you could do that. He was like, he was like maybe a man, but he said you as a woman, he, he said you would need security to go with you. Maybe a man. No, no joke. Literally. He said you would need like an escort to go with you to protect you. You would need um, to bring imagine the amount of luggage you would have to bring because at the time women brought those. I mean, you've seen in like cartoons yeah. those giant I mean, like, chests. You guys got to change clothes like four times a day or whatever <laughs> you guys do, you know, yeah, literally and they were like he was like he's like no, you, there's no way you could beat that um, and he said it's not a glamorous thing for a woman to travel around the world and she's like I think I can beat it. Let me beat it and he was like no. He's like you can't do that and um, he was she was like she was like fine send a man. I'll race him. I'll bet I bet I'll beat him. And he refused, and so then she went around um, New York trying to find. Uh, she needs somebody to pay for it. Yeah, she needs. Or she just needs somebody to believe in her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, she, what do you mean she went around New York? She was like, she was like, do you somebody, think I could do this? Do you think I could do this? <laughs> Vote yes or no. <laughs> And then give me money. And then give me money to vote. <laughs> to, to vote. So that way I can pay for it to go. Uh, <laughs> $1 for, for no, $2 for yes. <laughs> I hate how accurate this is to the story. Uh, so <laughs> she ends up. She fundraised it. Uh, she ends up going around New York trying to convince a bunch of people. What does she raffle it? <laughs> She's like, hey, if I do it. She's going around New York trying to convince a bunch of people. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it. Can't find anybody. Yeah, got to sell raffle tickets. Ends up sleeping on it for a little bit. Goes back to New York world, convinces Pulitzer um, and manages to get sent on this trip. But Pulitzer says, here's how we can justify this. He says, if we have a Nellie Bly guessing match where people guess the hour you'll return and whoever wins, can get a trip to how did, Europe. How, 
<laughs> how did I bit my way into that? What are you talking about? How did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really did. You really did. And so the game was the game was you guess down to the second. You guess when Nelly returns to New York City. Yeah, it's like a baby getting born. Yeah, and then whoever's the closest gets a trip to Europe. Was the the prize? Yeah, that lasts not eighty days. <laughs> Less maybe maybe eight days. <laughs> Still, that was a big trip back then, though. Yeah, that was a huge deal. Um, and so, uh, on November eight or November fourteenth, eighteen eighty nine, um, with just two days' notice, they're like, "Hey, you're going on that trip." Uh, sure. Okay. She uh, she went on a trip around the world, and she got on the Augusta Victoria. Um, so what? She would be returning on January thirteenth. What day was she like? November fourteenth. November fourteenth. So she'd be returning on January. She has to beat it. She has, she has to get there before by January, by the end of January, yeah. February first. Yeah, because she's trying to beat the eighty days thing. So she's got to be by and February first. Forty thousand kilometer journey all the way around the world. Um, and was she, she going brought just a, a little a little handbag, she, whatever she, she whatever get. she can get. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever yeah. she can get. Um, she brought a little handbag. And the Is there a documentary written, where a guy did that in his little. Yeah, and it's actually really good. His little little motorcycle and sidecar thing. Yeah, yeah, and he had to keep like. And he it, he was relying he, on the kindness yeah. of other people. That's what it was. Yeah, that was a good documentary. It was alright. What was it called? I don't remember. Kindness. I, I think it's called. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so she brought a little handbag, like with okay. one one pair of clothes, basically, because she wanted to travel light. Um, and, and some crackers. She had to do it quickly. Left on her own. Um. And uh, she left, and while she was like, by the time she got to Germany, another New York newspaper was like, "We can do it too." And they sent another girl out on this trip that they just found. <laughs> just <laughs> like, a hey, random you make, girl. Hey, you want to make seven fifty-seven? <laughs> Nine. Here's, here's, wow, you're crazy. Let's get out of here. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna send you around the whole world. I don't know about that. No. Uh, so uh, she. Uh, the other girl got a head start. You get the same <laughs> time frame though. So you got to do it in like 72 days. Yeah, you got to beat her. Um, and so the whole time she's it's like a freaking Russian. Journey. It's like a Rocky story, right? <laughs> so there's Nelly out there and she's like, hi. Oh, and then she's got this weird like, oh, Oh, you know, kind of, kind of girl, but like racing her. Oh, she's God. like six nine. Oh, oh yeah, like, like two huge freaking. Oh, right. <laughs> and she walked the whole trip. <laughs> Didn't sleep. I'm coming for you, Nelly. <laughs> Nelly. That's all she can say. Nelly, Nelly. lose. <laughs> right? Nelly, come walking through the bottom of the sea. <laughs> Just as bubbles. No boat needed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eating nothing but the meat from the sharks that she kills. Her head's just like ninety percent forehead. Her face is like already. What? <laughs> Nelly lose. <laughs> And she did not beat her at all. Did it take so she long drowned. to walk? <laughs> she drowned. <laughs> she drowned. Ooh. Dude, imagine day one though, watching her walk into the sea, where you're just out there. Uh, she's not gonna make it. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you see little bubbles coming up. <laughs> 
walks in, goes straight down. <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, she's going. <laughs> she's doing it. <laughs> Five minutes later, you just. <laughs> That got off the rails so fast. That hurts. <laughs> what sound are you making right now? It hurts so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I need some water. Yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> oh shoot. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying it, make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, leave a review. That stuff really helps a lot. It really boosts us in the algorithms uh, and makes sure a lot more people get to see what we're doing. Uh, And so we appreciate that a ton. Leave that comment, leave that review, uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. So now he goes on this trip. And she brings uh, just like a handbag with like one item of clothing. Yeah. And the all the other newspapers. She makes it to Germany. <laughs> New York sends somebody else. Is yeah. that other person relevant at all? I mean, it, it's, it's. They don't catch up and do it as a duo? No, no. She no, just. Okay. It was just they were like, oh, we can do that too. Um, so, yeah, capitalism has <laughs> always been that way, huh? Yeah. Yeah. America's always been like the. Oh, duh, you, oh we, doing it. we also had a, a girl on our team who's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all the newspapers, they couldn't let go of the fact that she all she brought was one bag. They were like, they were like, this woman, she doesn't have all these chests one with bag her. Nelly, huh? She doesn't have. I think there was one article that said normally for a trip like this, you would expect a woman to bring a four-story tall chest. Yeah, it really, trip. really caused a lot of problems <laughs> in some marriages. I'll tell you what, people were packing. <laughs> or that, you know, I guarantee this would happen. You know. Oh, really? You got to take up the whole trunk, huh? <laughs> Nelly took one bag. Yeah. Why can't you be more like Nelly? World. Why can't you be more like Nelly? Did Nelly make it? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, she, as she went around, she actually uh, stopped and got dinner with uh, um, Jules Verne, which was an interesting little moment. And the oh. whole time she was writing little telegraphs back and they were publishing those of her journey. So she's sure on these little telegraphs. People are getting updates. They're so excited every week to it's the episode two of Nellie's trip around the world, uh, and she did it. She made it back in seventy-two days. Uh, wow! So beat the book, and everybody lost their mind. Um, someone uh, did. Who won? Um, I don't know. Actually, <clears throat> I don't know who won. Because you got to think everyone was guessing, like you know, seventy-six. There's one person who wrote down who was early one day. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> you got to do the prices right yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you're like, you can't, you can't go over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who won it. There's no, I don't have a record of that. I don't know, um, but she did get the world record for quickest trip around the whole globe. Wow! That she held for only a few months before a guy named that other George girl got back. <laughs> <laughs> no, a guy named George Fan- Francis Train. Uh, he did it in 67 days. A couple months later, uh, which is a little obnoxious, but whatever. Yeah. Well, he's like, well, if she, yeah, you know, she did it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can do it with no I bags, no bags, <laughs> hands tied behind my back. He, yeah, also drowned, also drowned. Yeah, <laughs> but his body kept floating all over sixty-seven they days. It. it counts. <laughs> fastest, fastest trip around the world by a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bail out of the bit so hard. I know you are. Um, so. 
another smash success. Or people loved this story. They they were so excited to read all the columns of her journey and sure. hear about how things went. And and this one was a little bit um, nice shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, I just the whole time I've been trying to figure out how to bring it up. Hey, yeah, you're wearing our, our fiddle off. Fest. I got it from my new favorite brand, shop.tillin.com. <laughs> is it shop or is it merch? I, I think it's shop. Hey, we could set up both, whatever you want. Honestly, I thought it was merch. We're in control. I think it's shop. It's shop, right? Well, hold on. Yes, it's it's yeah. shop. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the whole website soon anyway. And we can set that up. Uh, yeah, this is my new favorite brand. It's cool, isn't it? I mean, it really is a fun design. I liked it. Yeah, this is I a good one. I really liked this I one. Did it. Um, yeah, I made it. <coughs> yeah, it's cool. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, so <coughs> this. Uh, uh, she was a huge success. This was a, an interesting moment where stunt journalism began to change a little bit because for the first few years after she started it or like made it more popular, stunt journalism was all exposing a corporation or a country or a person sure. for doing something sketchy. Um, and then she did this and then stunt journalism kind of just became more about the stunt, not about the exposure. Yeah. It was just like, a, what's the craziest thing you can do? Like, can you parachute into a UFC fight or something? I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this was kind of like the first viral TikTok, <laughs> but it took a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, and people don't appreciate the amount of craft work that goes into those things. You know, you used to have to try, and now if you're hot enough, you can just <laughs> you just do whatever, dude. You can just be like, you can just be like, um. Hi, you work at, here at Starbucks, right? Here's a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Viral video, right there. Um, so she then uh, in 1895. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? Like five years later, <clears throat> uh, she had wrote a novel or two, and those were decently successful. Had been writing for newspapers, and those her newspaper career was very successful. Um, but she married a millionaire manufacturer by the name of Robert Seaman. Um, when she was 31 and he was 73. Uh, <laughs> and after their wedding, due to her husband's failing health, because uh, he's 73 and yeah, she's the smart. 1890s, uh, he died that night. <clears throat> she left. Uh, she left her journalism career uh, to help run her husband's corporation Steve. called the An- Ironclad Manufacturing Co., uh, which made steel containers for like milk cans and boilers and things like that. Okay. A very, a very 1890s. Yeah. Corporation. Yeah. yeah. Um, they make so, those things when you <laughs> blow across the top, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She was a musician. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, she started working at this, this corporation, like running this corporation when she had no right to, other than the fact that she just married the guy. Yeah, um, she had no experience with it. Sure, but um, he died in 1904. Uh, so nine years after their marriage. So survived still such a long wanted. time to really wait it out. You know, <laughs> I do you see Buzz Aldrin just got married? Did you, did you see Buzz Aldrin? No, I did wedding? not. I did he's not. like a hundred. He's like 93. <laughs> he yeah, just got yeah, married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for him. To, she's way younger. I love love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, while she was working at, at the Ironclad Manufacturing Co., uh, she actually released a couple patents um, 
she patented an improved milk can design. Um, Holds more milk. <clears throat> yeah, it's well, it's shaped better, so it pours better. I guess it was a little less splashy, um, which is interesting. Um, she also invented a new um, uh, new ironing board, which is something we take for granted now. But um, she invented the new ergonomic shape. I guess it's not new anymore. It's been around since like 1901. <laughs> but at the time, ironing boards didn't have this ergonomic shape. So yeah, you couldn't like link your clothes on it, like your sleeve and stuff and have it hold on. Like it was just a board and you just like laid your stuff on it and it was. And so she designed yeah. the ironing board I'm that, familiar. We, that we all take for granted. Yeah, she got that patent for it. The only ironing <laughs> boards I use are in hotel rooms <laughs> when I'm desperate. <laughs> But you know that before I try the ironing board, I take a shower with the shirt hanging in the shower. You know, I hope the humidity kind of like wrinkle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have travel wrinkle spray. Yeah, we've 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 been there. We've been there. Yeah, um, yeah you did the road life for a month, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you did the road life for a we, month we, in we, 2014. We stayed in one hotel. I'm nine years into this <laughs> thing, bro. <laughs> I wasn't saying. I'd say we've that, all been there. That fun little month you Jeez, had on the road. Jeez Louise! <laughs> I've been dying for nine years. I had fun. I had a great time. <laughs> now imagine doing that with no friend. <laughs> you want to switch once? What if we switched once? Why don't you go? You out, think people yeah, would why notice? Why don't you do this gig I'm doing tomorrow? I really. <laughs> oh, well, by the time this comes out, I don't want to do it. It'll come out. <laughs> You know, I'll probably say it there. I <laughs> make me wear a suit. I don't want to do that crap. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's right. I have to go buy a suit that I'm gonna return to Coles yeah. on Monday. You're gonna have to iron that in the hotel. <laughs> no, I bought Thanks, the Nelly. I bought the kind that doesn't wrinkle. <laughs> I bought the kind of suit. This is how how much I don't care. Is that I bought the kind of suit that doesn't wrinkle and you can machine wash it. <laughs> Those are great. Yep. And they're jogger <laughs> pants. They're not even like real. I was like, I'm not gonna. I didn't know they made that. Yeah, you know, they're at Kohl's. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I use my Kohl's cash. <laughs> Can I pay Kohl's cash for this suit? Yeah, but then they caught me. It was counterfeit Kohl's cash. <laughs> <laughs> I was using counterfeit Kohl's cash. Bro. <laughs> it's really hard to get the watermark right. Yeah, they can't arrest you for that though, so worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> It's not illegal. It's not illegal to try to use counterfeit gold cash. It's not against the law. They can't call the cops. What is the Coles cop going to come up and arrest me? Okay. What's that scar on your forehead? That's where I got tackled by the Coles cop. I'm giving you time to look up whatever you're looking up right now. Uh, yeah, it's I'm fine. talking about Coles. I'm ta- I'm just over here talking about Coles. Oh, that was what is happening. Okay, um, cool. Uh, yeah, so she uh, got rich off of this guy for sure um, that she married for his money um, and love and love um, and she. Uh, I mean, she had a really and because she promised her dad she'd make her friend. You know, she like it's just is her dad's friend. <laughs> He's a, you know, she's like, all right, I'll, I guess it's for a, it's for a favor. He'll only be alive for like two more years, Nelly. And then he lived nine <laughs> years. <laughs> now she's forty. Yeah, um, she actually in this role. Did they have kids together? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't think so. Um, yeah, yeah, no, she didn't. Um, but she, 
in this role became like one of the leading industrialists in the United States. Um, and she, uh, uh, was like a part of, um, world war one, like a big industrial leader for the manufacturing efforts for the war. Um, oh, interesting. Which is very strange. Um, because she wrote articles about traveling the world and gossip. Uh, yeah. And that's what qualified her for that. Um, but good for her. Uh, and, and then, and well, then, I mean, like she's, she can at least be like, yeah, I'm well traveled. I've been to these countries. Yeah, I guess that's true. It didn't work out though. Cause uh, because of her, this is exactly how uh, Wikipedia puts it. Uh, her negligence and the embezzlement of another factory manager resulted in the ironclad manufacturing code going bankrupt. Um, so, so it didn't last long um, because after. someone else. Well, it says her money. negligence. So it was well, her she wasn't, and the factory, the yeah. other person. Yeah. Well, so. it'd be like if you stole all their podcast money, you know, and I would yeah. technically be negligent, but really it's, I don't care. But really it's your fault because of her trust in her coworkers. <laughs> that's what I should say because yeah, of her trust in true. other people. Should I suggest an edit on Wikipedia? Yeah, go ahead. I'll suggest the edit. Um, so yeah, so she um, she died uh, uh, in January twenty seventh, nineteen twenty two. Uh, she's fifty seven years old. I don't know why I'm laughing at this. Uh, I was just thinking. I don't either, Tim. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about the other <sighs> girl in the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> And they, and she's they, just like, she died she at the age caught up with her. <laughs> and they give her a Viking funeral where they just float her out there. They'll finally be together. Her and the sea girl. <laughs> they don't even remember her name. They call her the sea girl. You say it too fast. It sounds like seagull. So you got to say sea girl. <laughs> Sometimes at night you can hear him marching on the seafloor. <laughs> if you listen real careful, Nelly, <laughs> lose. That's where the rapper got the name. He heard it one night. Um, out at sea. <laughs> out at sea. Yeah, he was a fisherman before his rap career. <laughs> All right, he's from St. Louis. <laughs> Yeah, but he was travel well traveled. All right, <laughs> well traveled St. Louisian. Um, so yeah, so ever since this, she became uh, she died in like a lot of people. She died and she got a lot of recognition. And so she was inducted in the National Women's Hall of Fame in nineteen eighty or ninety eight. Um, and uh, there was <laughs> it was honored with a postage stamp um, and a Women in Journalism set in two thousand two. Oh, wow. Um, and then the Roosevelt Island operating. I'm put this out there now for my ancestors. If they're ever like, how should we honor Jaren? Let's do a little postage stamp. No. <laughs> no. <sighs> Don't do that crap. Um, but uh, in 2019, Roosevelt Island wanted to add an I, uh, I don't know, a face statue of her. <laughs> <laughs> to their island, and so they held a competition. Is there is there a reason why it's there at that location? Well, I'll show you. So, R- is Rose- that where she set off for her voyage? No, uh, Roosevelt Island is a, a strange thing. Um, hold on. Uh, There's no significance of why it's there. I mean, it's New York. She was there when she was significant. Yeah, but I mean, like for it to be there with that that. Uh, 
what am I trying to say? Light tower thing. Yeah, I think that lighthouse is just part lighthouse. of lighthouse. Could not think lighthouse to save my life, man. Um, I'm trying to get one where you can see more of the island, but I'm struggling to hear. This one's good enough. Um, I don't, I don't know why, um, but whoever manages this island, this is just what they do. Like they just put oh. heads. And smaller heads, faces. Yeah, every one of them's got a smaller version next to the, <coughs> with the on the plaque. Yeah, that one over there has got the big crack in the forehead. Um, but yeah, it, is it a crack uh, or a reflection? Uh, I think it's a crack. I don't think this metal reflects, does it? Okay. I mean, I don't see a reflection anywhere else that looks like that. Uh, but it, yeah, it's just a strange island. Um, so it's it's Nellie Bly. Who's this woman up front? Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. That's Halle There's, Berry. In the middle. Are you sure? No, I'm totally making it up. Um, yeah. So there's just a bunch of head statues on this island, and I, I, I don't have an explanation for why. And they, they put the them. girl puzzle. That's very weird. Yeah, and they, yeah, they. So they, they, they opened a competition for an artist to make this face. Well, and you know the why, the reason they did the face was that he was like, I'm not going to put the AirPods on the statue. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she's just getting a face. She invented the AirPods. Wow, way ahead of its time. Here's a rendering of the island of what the rest of the exhibit looks like. Oh, it is a crack. Yeah, it's just I don't understand why. With the big silver balls down the middle and Nellie Bly's at the center of it, so she's the most important, I guess. I don't know, but this was in 2019. It got installed in 2021. Um, Okay, uh, very new, uh, very new addition. I think I think they're all. Like significant, or maybe it's from the uh, the National Women's Hall of Fame put it on or something. I'm not sure. Um, she also won a journalism award in 2020, um, and then there was a play about her in 1946. So she's a, a big legacy of an impact that she made for everything that she did in journalism in a time when uh, women didn't even get to use their real name in journalism. Uh, yeah, and honestly, she did some cool stuff. Infiltrated an insane asylum. Yeah, <clears throat> convinced convinced them she was crazy. Traveled the world, invented a milk can. I mean, you know, what more could life. you ask for in the 1800s? I I don't know if there was much more to ask for in the 1800s. True. Yeah, yeah, but didn't survive the war. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the sea. Sooner or later, it always gets you. It always wins. <laughs> <laughs> She's spent her rest of her life haunted by that sea girl. <laughs> she just heard her every night. Nelly, Nelly, lose. <laughs> and now they have a, an eternal fiddle off between the two of them. Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker. And graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night.